Hi, I'm Jonathan Griffin, and you're listening to Gut Talks, double G-U-double-T. Hi, everyone. I'm Maria, and welcome to season three of Gut Talks, double G-U-double-T, a podcast about business, design, and gut feelings. I started Gut Talks a couple of years ago to educate, spread some karma on the board, connect, reconnect, or learn from awesome entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and investors. By the way, there are no sponsors on the show, but a like, a share, comment, and hitting the subscribe button would mean a lot. Now let's get started. So this is the next episode of our segment with Jonathan Griffin where he shares some insightful points in the sports world, in the technology and coaching spaces, specifically in football and rugby. Here we go. I'm just going back to companies and and also somehow to the pre-pandemic era, if we can call it yep. that way, because lots of businesses would have strategies and plans they want to implement over the next five years, 10 years. I personally don't believe in that because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But this kind of, if you want, trend of or view changed because we're facing more times of uncertainty or are more aware of them. So we can't plan for the next, I don't know, 100 years. We can plan for tomorrow, for next week, if we're lucky in that yeah. sense. So, But that's always been like that in football, right? And in rugby and in sports in general, because it changes by the day because there are many things happening in the overall environment, I guess, right? But I think the big difference is that we have these fundamental anchor points that we already mm-hmm. know they're going to occur. And those points are the competition dates. Yeah. So unlike a business, knowing whether or not someone's, whether or not customers want to buy their product at any you know given quarter across the year, from our perspective, we know that the, the season starts at A, finishes in Z. And there are going to be all of these competitions. The only unknowns are when you then move out of, get, for instance, like the Champions League, for instance, or into a cup competition. And if you're knocked out, those potential games that you penciled in don't occur. So you get some extra time off. But those will always be in the minority. So there is actually a lot of, uh, on a macro uh, level, Mm -hmm. there's certainty in our world. The uncertainty comes from injury, uh, yeah. illness. Mm-hmm. Those are the big uncertainties for us. And, and those will be exactly as, as you're describing. Um, and those will be the extremes because you know, you're working very hard on a day-to-day basis, but today will influence tomorrow, as you know, but are we progressing forward or regressing backwards? And that's really where you see the skill of the support services staff is in, in those sort of more extreme circumstances. It's actually relatively simple to keep a team moving in the direction that, that you want. It's when these things occur that you see the real expertise of, of, the, of the professionals coming on board. And, you know, certainly from a football perspective, we know that there's a, there's a lot of evidence out there to demonstrate that to be successful, you need your best players on the pitch as often as possible. But for that to occur, to be successful on a match day, you need them training as well because there's a complex process that's occurred uh, in terms of just learning systems and all the vagaries of a complex game like football in particular. Uh, rugby is, is actually less complex in, in sort of biological senses. We're talking about dynamical systems. It, it's, it's a little bit more structured. Football is it's a 360 game. You can go in any direction. An individual can have an amazing impact like Messi as, as an example, or it can be a team of its parts, uh, 11 players who are able to come together. So training becomes critically important. Uh, um, so ensuring that 
if you can get your best players training as often as possible and playing as possible, the odds that you will be successful, however you deem that to be quantified, will be achieved. Okay. So there are lots of probabilities as well and uh, that come into play here. It's, uh, I guess it's interesting because it's never repetitive, right? Being in this uh, mm-hmm. world and it's stressful, I yeah, assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is stressful. You know, anybody who says it isn't, I think clearly isn't working on the edge and, and the demands are there, but with good people, with a great business supporting good people, you get great outcomes and highly motivated players make, make sure it makes life easier. But it is stressful, but it's, it's as structured as your days are in the sense of, you know, they are relatively repetitive. It's the micro moments in, in those that sort of drive complexity uh, and, and uncertainty. And, you know, it could be very simple. You've got everybody out on the pitch, you know, everyone's training away and, you know, players want to be competitive. They slide into each other and, you know, your best player's ankle goes over. You've got a sprained ankle. All of a sudden your day just goes out the window. You know, we now have to manage that because this individual is, is our best player. We need him back. Where Everyone's now under pressure for, for that, uh, obviously, to occur. So those are the sorts of things that occur. And again, that, that's a bit of an extreme example, but players having to disappear for commercial reasons, not able to do maybe the, the additional work that we want them to do in the afternoons because they've got other commitments. So it's trying to play all of those off against each other and understand where the appropriate compromises actually sit. So everything comes as well, I guess, from the top, right? So if this is the vision, it will kind of be distributed and fall down into the whole system, right? And the whole way the company because it's a company it's a big company is organized in terms of culture as well so does this affect directly the way the trainings are set up and the game models or it depends Uh, on the organizations because uh, no i think the i I understand what you're saying i think the driver will always be the coach particularly let's say in a a football environment because the coach has a will have a philosophy and that's expressed through through a particular game model and then we will you know typically what would happen is you'll go and you'll buy players that fit that model and and new coaches coming to a club often take a season or two really get up to scratch because you've got to try and find those players that complement what you do and equally you know, players who don't compliment you, you, you ultimately want them to be successful somewhere else. But I think the bigger clubs, for instance, will have a, a business strategy that will often stay relatively on course. The marketing detail around that will then change based on, on you know, the new star player or how we're typically trying, trying to play and, and things like that. But I think what you'll find is the front office side as opposed to the back office side, back office being, let's say, the on-pitch side mm-hmm. of things and the front office being so the customer facing end, they'll be complementary but different. So all successful companies have have a permeating vision and mission and that I, I certainly believe in and certainly have I've been part of. And, and it's nice to be able to sort of reach out, touch that and, and understand, you know, we're all here because of that particular reason. But when we're playing and coaching, there's there's now a subtlety on that. So each team will have its own, will quite often go through its own development of its own sort of values because as a group, you become bubbled. They are the performers on the field. So the coaches will often look to drive a, a particular culture within that team. There'll be certain values and behaviors that will be sort of agreed and accepted upon. And they will ultimately sit within the overall structure of the business model but mm-hmm. different, if that makes sense. So I hope I've elucidated that appropriately because we need those players to be able to perform on a week-to-week basis. So so the key here is performance on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis, right? It's all the time being at the top. Well, that's what the, the yeah. question is, you know, would you, you know, would you want to go and watch losing 
football. Yeah, yeah, uh, for unless, sure. Unless you're an absolute diehard uh, club <laughs> person, I suspect the answer is no. I personally, I'm, I'm not a supporter of any one club. I really enjoy football. I enjoy watching great football and I tend to follow individuals. So as individuals move clubs, not that I follow a club, but I will watch out for that club's scoreline and, and watch for those highlights or, or watch those games. I do accept that there will be diehards, but the reality will be, you know, we're in a commercial world competing against, you know, a whole menagerie of, of sports and other social activities. So people like winners. And, and if we're particularly looking for the non-diehard football fan, you want to be winning. So, you know, uh, that's a standard business strategy, I, I would believe. Uh, so performance is absolutely critical. And, and I'd argue someone like Klopp is a great marketing tool for someone like Liverpool. Like who would not want to watch Liverpool play? They play phenomenal. Mm. And any of Pep's teams as well. They just play this incredibly expressive, as close to total football as you could probably get now in the modern era. And... It's fun watching them. I know people who are diehard Man United fans, but they'll begrudgingly say it, it, it is nice to watch Liverpool play because they play good football. So I think, you know, there are good examples across Europe as well of, of, of teams like that. I, I'm a big admirer of Bayern Munich. And, and I think, you know, good football is one of those things anybody can watch because football is a, a relatively easy sport to understand. So, yeah, I think Klopp has probably been the best marketing uh, purchase that Liverpool have probably ever made. I just want to mention here, like we're talking in case we have like American listeners, football is like soccer. I think this is how yeah. they call it there. Klopp is obviously the Liverpool manager. You said Peps, which is the Manchester City and Bayern right. Munich, which is the Munich team like yeah. in, in Germany. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, share or like to get notified about the upcoming episodes of this segment and upcoming segments. Thank you.